I forgot what time it was. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And here are your evening announcements. Uh, Today we're doing our wrap-up. After season three, before we get into season four. And uh, I have no idea what we're actually going to talk about tonight. Because we've not discussed it. This is a bit of an improv exercise. And we'll just have a free-flowing conversation just like that jazz that everybody loves, baby. Everyone, everyone's grooving on that jazz. It's it's about the podcast you don't make. Is this podcast. Uh, That's that's good, because there's a lot of stupid (laughs) ideas that I have had for podcasts. Both ones that we've accidentally come up with on the show in real time. And also, um, just ones where I'm like lying awake at night. I'm like, but what if I did this podcast? Um, I've also come up with some ideas for podcasts, most of which are uh, two more work than I know that I will put into it. <laughs> podcasts are work, man. Like it, it's I'm fun, not even and I'm, I'm glad. Are, but like mine was like, okay, let's do a solo podcast. I'll, that's not too bad. Okay, great. Let's run an entire TTRPG. It's like, uh, whoa. Yeah, that's going from zero to sixty, my dude. Um, uh, yeah, that was that was a fun idea, though. I have a hard enough time doing Ring My Bell because I have to do things like email people mm-hmm. and coordinate schedules. That's 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 the secret of this podcast. We have a standing Tuesday uh-huh. uh, uh, record date. And um, if one of us is feeling uh, crappy as we are, you know what? It is the evening. Shitty. Uh, mm-hmm. We just say, hey, I feel shitty. <laughs> Yeah, I like I I want a uh I want a producer for Ring My Bell solely so that I can um uh solely so that I can hoist the mm. scheduling off onto my producer. They can do all of that work. They can get all the the contact info and all of the they can get the Zoom call started and I just have to show up and then mm-hmm. be like, let's uh, and Ben, let's talk about talk about and Jurganov. And then like uh, mm-hmm. and then, you know, I'll still edit it. I'm fine with the editing. You want to be I just talented don't do... editor. You want to you want you have the creative vision. You just don't want to uh-huh. have to do all the administrative stuff. I get it. Uh, yeah, uh, because ADHD. Sure. <laughs> Speaking of. I don't know. I don't think we were speaking of anything, but it's time to outsource Mike's bits. <laughs> I nearly forgot we were going to do it. <laughs> so, Ben, how many uh, timelines this week? Well, Mike, I do believe that you are making six different timelines. It is true. Um, for that's, anybody, that's the original number in... Uh... We are we are very close <laughs> to community numbers. Uh-huh. Um, I do want to point out, though... Uh, if anybody has ever tried to shuffle six cards, uh, for instance, if you've played the game Dominion, mm-hmm. uh, it is not fun and does not make a sound that's useful. But here we go. That kind of bad shuffle. I'll, I'll pretend that it's a shuffle. Okay, here we go. There is a sex question in here. I know. I, I've seen the doubters. <laughs> the doubters and the uh-huh. haters. They think there's the, not one in there. The, the doubters and haters are uh, definitely showing up all over the there, internet you know what but and i believe i believe in the sex question i believe in the sex question but the sex question will have to believe in me another day i don't know how that makes sense well, it's not the sex question that's rude i i hate this timeline it you know what it was the one right below it ah. oh it was so close this time i can see now that people might think i'm making it up but i i swear to god <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so Ben, okay the the important question for this week of outsourcing Mike's bits, which may only have five more weeks to go, we'll find out, won't we? <laughs> uh, how many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? Uh, I have, I have, I guess I have a, a first question. Are you planning on interacting with this question at all, or just being like that's stupid and moving on? Because either way works. I'm 
I just I just can't believe that you have been teasing this sex question forever. And instead, instead of getting to talk about whatever the sex question is, um, which I which I have, by the way, I've come to the uh, uh, I guess it's not really a conspiracy theory, but I'm I'm my my bet. My bet with the sex question is what is the weirdest place you have ever had sex? Okay. And because that is the as far as sex questions go, that is the most banal sure, yeah, sex it's, question it's, it's that a exists. Banal sex question. But it, you know, if that was um, it, there would be a story there for one of us at least. And <laughs> a story that I already know. Exactly, uh, but but we're if if that is indeed the question, the sex question in this box, we will have um, to find out. So, but that's so that's that's my guess as to what uh, the sex question is. Okay. But re- regardless, regardless, there is a sex question in there, and instead, I get this absolutely <laughs> pointless question of how many chickens do you think mm-hmm. it would take to take down an elephant? Right. Like it's not even like you know, if if duck size elephants versus elephant sized ducks mm-hmm. or whatever. Like this is just. If you threw a crap ton of chickens at an elephant, how many do you think it'll take to kill it? If they were fighting. I, f- I also feel like this is, um, what is it? The Totally Accurate Battle Simulator? Uh, that game? Uh, I think this is more of a question for that and not for us. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that um, my answer to that question is... Uh, exactly the number of chickens it takes to suffocate an elephant because any mm. any number below that, the elephant is just going to roll over and crush the chickens to death. And okay, there there's no way that the remaining ones will will take it down. It's just going to keep rolling over all those those chickens. Okay, so. So the the you elephant to, is in in stop drop roll mode. Yes, um, it's it works for fires, uh, which famously cannot go through doors because famously. it's not a ghost. It works for chickens, which also cannot go through doors because they're not a ghost. Um, okay, I'll allow it. And uh, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that you would have to put an elephant in a in a room. That is just barely bigger than the elephant and then fill the remaining space mm-hmm. with chickens. And at that point, the elephant will suffocate and that's what it will take. It won't be direct action from the chickens. It'll be the chickens right. taking up all the oxygen in this small room. So you're saying that there is no no world in which, you know... A chicken gets lucky, let's just call it that, mm-hmm. and somehow pierces the skin of the of the pachyderm enough to cut whatever the elephant uh, version of a jugular is. Correct. I'm saying that uh, given infinite amount of space, uh, an elephant will always win, no matter how many chickens you, you put a, up against it. What if the chicken rolls a nat 20, though? Uh well this isn't this isn't D and D um if it was D and D rules it. let me pause it it is I mean if you want to talk D and D rules we can absolutely math that out I'm sure that <laughs> chickens and elephants both have stat blocks absolutely they do thank God for uh, the people that make D and D we we could we could definitely math that out uh and that is. A boring podcast, so I'm not going to go down that road. Okay, I'm going to say one because that nat nat twenty goes directly in the jug the the elephant jugular and takes it out, and all you need is the one. Okay, okay. Well, not um, as exciting as the sex question, I guarantee you. So th- what I'm doing here is is I'm edging everyone, really. I also can't believe that it wasn't the sex question, considering our entire Patreon pre-show banter was about former President Warren G. Harding's <laughs> penis and his illicit affairs and the the letters between him and his mistress thereof. Perhaps um, perhaps the deck laughed at us like, ha you wanted a thematic connection between your episode and your Patreon bonus. Ha-ha! Ha-ha! Uh, excellent. So, Mike... 
Okay, we're man. here. We're, we're we're doing we're it. talking. We're talking community. We're talking Good Morning Greendale Nights. Um, I I don't th- I don't think we have to make the entire episode about community, but I do think <laughs> why why make an episode of this community podcast about community? Really, I do think it would be not a terrible idea to talk a little bit about season four before we get into season okay. four proper, because. Uh, as you mentioned uh, a couple of times on the show already, mm-hmm. uh, Dan Harmon, creator of the show. Right. Um, and I believe he was a showrunner for the first three mm-hmm. seasons. Uh, he 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 did get fired uh, from the show uh, at the end of season three due to conflict on the set. Um, and also, I mean, I guess... Uh, the network just didn't really like working with him in general. Um, you know, there, what? there's a, Some... there's a lot of there's a lot of behind the scenes drama that happened. Um, which there certainly I don't, is. I don't know how much it's worth getting into here, but um, this is interesting, and this this is this is why this is why I wanted to kind of get ahead of season four a little bit. Okay, because. I remember when this happened because I had, I had just recently become a community fan uh, during season three. And so I, I was uh, I was aware that, you know, community was in danger of not getting picked up and then it got picked up and I was all excited. And then everyone that I was like, oh, I'd, I'd be like, oh, community got uh, season four and everyone would be like, yeah, but they they shit canned Dan Harmon. Right. And. So here's the funny thing about me, which I, I, I mean, I mean, zero disrespect or zero respect in either direction. Totally neutral, totally neutral amount of respect. What makes a man turn neutral amounts of respect? Uh, I just have a heart full of neutrality. So the thing is, uh, as much as I consider myself part Abed, when it comes to knowing who does things, I don't. I don't know any of them. I definitely <laughs> like especially in a world before Twitter discourse oh, was man. the thing. Oh, don't we um, wish we could go back to that world? <laughs> I I can tell you basically every uh famous creator uh that I can I, I could have named at the time, like Steven Spielberg. And George Lucas and James Cameron. And like if they weren't the biggest of the big like filmmakers that like right. are are lauded by everyone, I couldn't tell you who that who they were. So with neutral amounts of respect to Dan Harmon, people were like, oh, but they kicked they kicked Dan, Dan Harmon off. I was like, who? <laughs> Despite the fact that his name is on the fucking title screen on every, every, every fucking episode. episode. Every episode but like, you see Dan Harmon's name. I don't know. Some guy. I had I had no idea who he was. Um and even then, because like then they're like, oh well he he's the showrunner, he created it. And I'm like So <laughs> because like, you know, he had already he had already uh become known for his storytelling uh sure. techniques and you know all of that. So I I I was just like, yeah, whatever. Uh who I don't know who that is. Um So that's just that's more of a funny thing about me than it is about community. <laughs> but um <laughs> um I will say I will say now that Twitter discourse is a thing. I know I know uh so many more directors and writers and whatever mostly because Twitter discourse is all about hating everyone who makes something that you don't like. Yes, absolutely. Let let me tell you why I know the name Ryan Johnson. <laughs> oh golly. <laughs> and it's not it's not because he made Brick, which I I enjoyed and uh didn't know that he made when I saw it way back in 2006. Mm-hmm, um, because again, Twitter discourse. Because again, Twitter discourse. It's not because he made Knives Out, which is a basically perfect movie. Although I do it's, love Knives Out. Uh, it's Knives very Out. good. It's very good. Uh, I know the name Ryan Johnson because of he made a Star War. Because he he made he made a movie that a lot of people on Twitter really like. 
to shit on mm-hmm. repeatedly. Uh, so that's that's the reason why I know basically anyone who creates anything nowadays, uh, because the 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 discourse is like, well, this shit bag re- destroyed another piece of my childhood. Here's a <laughs> tweet one of seventy nine. Oh, don't you love those threads of like, yeah, I can't wait to you just like, just unleash, like, this is something you should be taking to therapy, but I get to read it instead. All right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, so, so, so that's the, that's kind of the weird, funny thing about me is that I, I was literally like, yeah, I love this show and I'm glad that it, it's coming back. Also, who the hell is Dan Harmon? I, I've never heard that name before. Um, because I've brita my fandom um you know i I don't i I actually don't agree with you i think you can enjoy being a fan of a thing without knowing exactly who made it and all that other stuff like you know if if you were a fan of i don't know et and any associated et spinoff shows on saturday night or saturday morning cartoons you're an et fan you didn't need to know that all that really all that much about steven spielberg or any of the mm-hmm. creators of a tv show I, I i think fandom is like i have to have an opinion about literally every writer in the planet and i'm like no that's not uh-huh. you like you like a sp- a man that dresses like a spider and swings around new york that's what you like like you know <laughs> being a fandom doesn't mean you have to be like well that jackass sucks I don't I don't know why when you were like you like thing you like a thing about a guy dressed like a spider swinging around New York. I don't know why my first impulse was to be like, "Ah, yes, Tim Cook." <laughs> <laughs> that makes zero sense. <laughs> There's no, there's no reason to think that. <laughs> I mean, I I know exactly why why my brain did that, and it was because it was like, okay, think of something ridiculous, and then it went too ridiculous because there's not even a joke there. That is just my brain malfunctioning. <laughs> um, so, I, I, not to not to completely. <laughs> <laughs> uh like uh disagree with you but i do think there's a there there is a fandom like like uh, for instance leverage a thing that you know i know that you you and you in front of the podcast i really like and i've enjoyed in what i've watched like mm-hmm. i don't need to know who created that series or any of the back background of it just because i enjoy watching a television show you know like uh, i it think- was uh dean devlin which i know only because Re- I don't. Re- I'm assuming I'd- he made a, a Star Wars everybody hated. <laughs> That's uh-huh. why I assume everybody um, hates everybody now. No, he made something else. Um, oh, he was a writer on Independence Day. Um, I see. He was a writer on Stargate. Stargate SG One. I. L- um, my favorite part is you're you're rebutting my argument by <laughs> being like, so this writer. <laughs> Um, no, I, no I, very, I, very, very occasionally I will I will notice the same names in opening sure. title yeah, sequences. Yeah. And I'm like, because like Sarah and I started watching Stargate SG-1 because I had never seen it and she really enjoys it. And we always try to find uh, the rare instances of TV shows that we will both actually enjoy. Right. Because I'm like, I'm going to watch You're the Worst again for the 19th time. And right. it is a bunch of awful people being dicks to each other and depressed all the time. And, uh, she's like, I'm going to watch crazy ex-girlfriend, a show with like three original songs in every episode, basically. That does feel like a thing that she would do. Yes, absolutely. um, Also, I probably would also like that show. Basically I've figured out as long as I'm like, maybe not to the same, like Star Trek and like that kind of, like almost dis the way that I think of Star Trek is that it's kind of dis removed from almost emotion a little bit because it's very much like the Federation and we all have to work together. But like, I, 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 if, if Sarah likes a thing, I probably will also like said thing. Okay. 
Um, Speaking but, of um, having it really difficult for two people to find things to watch, me and my wife just finished Adventure Time because <laughs> that's what we agreed on. Uh huh. Um, I I will say um, I I did because a, a lot of people recently have kind of been uh, talking up Crazy Ex Girlfriend again, uh, including um, uh, Kevin from uh, uh, Advanced Community Studies. Um, okay. Because they're they're trying to figure out what they're doing next now that they've finished community, and so he was really talking it up. Boy, I if like, I if I if I've ever been in the situation where I have to end a podcast and start another podcast, boy, uh-huh. I don't know what I do in that situation. Because uh-huh. again, the podcast we're gonna go back. We uh-huh. have to yeah, go it's, back. <laughs> we have to go back to Futurama. Um, and thank, thank God Bender's gonna be in it. Oh my God. It's true. John DiMaggio, uh, officially today, uh, is, he's coming back. Thank, Anyways, thank I would, God we're, for Hulu we're, we're, opening we're getting, up those purse strings. We're getting tangents on tangents on tangents. So to finish up the last tangent, um, I, I did I did suggest to Sarah when we uh, finish watching Station Eleven, which is only 10 episodes, but it has taken us thus far uh, a month to get eight episodes in because it's very dark and depressing and uh, about how everyone dies in a global pandemic. And then, Ooh, uh, you know, a light, a light television, a little, watching. a little light television, which I, if, if left Speaking to my own devices, adventure time. if I were left to my own devices, I would have watched it in basically a weekend. Um, but it's a bit, is a bit much for her. So I, I did, I did suggest when we finished that, um, if she's interested in doing a crazy ex-girlfriend re- rewatch, I would maybe be open to to give, doing that as a palate cleanser. There you go. Um. Anyways, speaking uh, of of watching television shows differently, I uh, I would have so much anxiety and like built up tension after a Game of Thrones episode. And I know Ben's opinion about Game of Thrones is is fuck known. it. Okay, fair. <laughs> That's my opinion on it. But I could only watch one in a sitting, and my wife is like, yeah, I binged like five of them. It's great. I'm like, what in the world? These are terrible people being terrible. Anyway, so all that all that to say, um, Dan Harmon did get the boot at the end well, of Wow, that's where three. we started. <laughs> yeah, I told you. We were on tan- tangents on tangents on tangents. So I went in to season four with very high hopes whereas i think the average okay. the average person who was actually paying attention enough to community to know that it was almost canceled and then got brought back and then dan harman got fired right uh it was a very doom and gloom sort of uh sort of mentality on it like whether it was like well i'll watch it and and maybe hope for the best but i don't expect much or just being like it's going to be shit before it even right starts um i do i do think that was kind of the attitude that i i got from a lot of people that i knew who watched it and i i I, as somebody that was i pretty sure i was watching before season four so i was in the same boat but i also knew more of what was going on with dan Harmon. so it was like okay i i can this is one of the shows you can tell that the author or the, the like the creator of the show is very much important to the humor of it and important to the story flow that it I was in the the less the later boat of like hoping for the best but kind of not expecting a whole lot and you know I'm not saying that the fourth season is the worst season of television we've ever seen and again it's been years since i've watched it um to the point where i didn't even watch any of the stuff on yahoo screen so we'll find out where i've where i've watched you i guess Uh um but i you know that sometimes when when a creator leaves a thing it can move on without it and have kind of a different vision but because it seemed like such a singular vision of dan Harmon. And the rest of that writing crew in season two and season three, it 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 felt like a one of those shows that's like, this is not going to last with this core in the way that I had loved. But I was also hoping like I love community. I love these actors. I love these characters. I want them to succeed. So I'm going to watch. 
And then, you know, it was not to go in spoilers, but it was not exactly. I don't think anybody's going to get on me for saying it's not exactly season three or season two. Sure. Um, if there's a person who thinks community season four is the best season of community, I've never met them in my life. Um, even uh, though all the Twitter discourse, even, uh yeah. Um, (laughs) so, but I do, cause originally when we, when we very first started this podcast, uh, I did consider whether or not we should even mention it because I know, I know that we've got people who are coming in without having seen community before sure um and i i contemplated whether or not we should even talk about it because uh i i i feel like i i i mean yeah i don't think community season four is uh the best community season um and you know it's it's if I had to quantify it, it's probably the worst community season. I'm I'm not I'm not willing to I'm not willing to outright say that. Um, but you know, it, it, it's it's right. It's a the, sync- the grades will be the judge. It's a distinct possibility. But um, <laughs> I did contemplate uh, just not talking about it and then seeing what people felt when they watched through it the first time without any of the knowledge about, about what was going on behind the scenes. Sure. Um, but in the end, I figured that it, I think it makes more sense to talk about it because yeah, I, the think specific, I, would agree with that. I, I think the specific reasons why season four is as weak as it is. And this is, this is my season four hot take. By the way, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna just rip it off now, even before we get into episode Dang. one of season four. We we are in a good Good Morning Greendale Nights, and boy, we are going into it. My hot take on season four is that the reason that it is weak is not because of the absence of Dan Harmon, but because of everyone still working on the show trying to be Dan Harmon. Okay. That is that is definitely a hot take, and I look forward to kind of like, you know, I think that's going to be really interesting to inspect as we go through. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, and and yeah, we'll we'll definitely get into it. We'll definitely get into it a lot when we start talking about the season proper. Um, but I do think a lot of that sort of doom and gloom of like, oh well, the show continues, but they continue without its captain. I I think really pressures the people still working on the show to try to make it as Dan Harmon as possible. And I, I don't think, and, and this is still part of my hot take here. I've not, I've not put down the griddle. We it's are still, still, it's still on hot. hot take mountain, but I don't, I don't think that community inherently fails without Dan Harmon. Um, because I think most shows that are on for, you know, more than more than about three seasons, three or four seasons, especially ones that do the sort of uh, traditional like 22 episodes in a season format. That's a lot of ep- episodes. Of sure TV. is. Um, we've been talking about this show for like uh, two years at this point. Mm-hmm. Something well, it like is that. also a lot of episodes of, uh, of a podcast. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a lot of episodes. So I I think that over time shows do change and I don't think sure. that's bad. Um I would totally agree with that. And so I don't I don't think that losing Dan Harmon in and of itself is like the death knell for a a for this show. Um but I think that that pressure to continue doing his exact same thing, but then also not being him is really what makes season four weak. And right. so, so that, that is my hot take. And so for the next 13 episodes, uh, when we talk, while we're, ta- while we're talking about season four, this is a thing that I'm going to probably be bringing up a lot because, uh, and, and we'll, we'll get into those episodes when we get into those episodes, but there are a lot of moments and there are even a couple of specific entire episodes that I think fall victim to this. 
And so just keep that in mind as we're going, kind of going through season four, um, because uh, I've got some I've got some unpopular hot takes uh, sure. on season four. Uh, so strap in for that. This now, is going to be putting fun. This, I'm, I'm putting this griddle down now. Hot take over. It's going to be a fun season. I'll tell you that. Uh, a fun 13 weeks of my life. Uh, no, I, 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 I think that. <clears throat> I think you're probably right on balance that, you know, when a when a person leaves a thing and they are a very strong uh visionary person, whether or not you want to give that a positive or negative, it's or neutral, it's fine. You know, when when somebody like Dan Harmon leaves a community or, you know, I I don't I'm not I've I'm a beer and a half in, I can't come up with another one. But when somebody like has that very clear vision of what this show is going to be and what the comedy style of the show is going to be and then leaves, whether, you know, because of they want to do on and go on another stuff or they are no they are no longer retained, um, that necessitates a look at look in the mirror, come to Jesus, kind of like, what do we do? Um, and, you know, there's no good answer there most of the time. Sure. Because you're like, okay, we can try to be him because he is this visionary person, but we don't have the same vision necessarily, or we don't have the same humor style exactly because no two people are alike and piss everybody off. Or we could kind of go in a new direction, maybe go a little bit more, you know, uh, take the humor style a different way, tell the storytelling a different way, and people are going to be pissed because it's not the same kind of thing. So it's... It's it's your damned if you do and damned if you don't. Um and the people that replaced Dan Harmon made that decision because of the Chevy Chase situation of Dan Harmon being hard to work with generally based on what I've read on, you know, all the different things. Again, I've never worked with this man. I hope I hope he has a happy wonderful life and I hope he had a great time working on the community, but it, from what I heard, you know, what I read you know, people had issues with him and it's fine. People have issues with everyone. Um, but because, you know, you have to kind of like make a choice that you're given and they made the choice that they made. And it's, you know, probably the right choice given everything because they had been working with Dan Harmon for at least a season, maybe two, maybe three. And they had kind of, soaked in the Dan Harmon juice. Oh man, I hated that sentence immediately after I finished it. They, they, uh, they absorbed everything from the story circle and things like that. And the sense of humor mm-hmm. and tried to make it their own in incremental steps. Maybe again, it's been a while since I've watched season four and I look forward to going through one by one, but I, I, I think, you know, they're uh, clearly they're not put in the right position to succeed. Um, <clears throat> Now that that being said, there are shows that have succeeded after changing of showrunner and you know visionary. Like you look at The Simpsons, you could probably count a couple of Silver Ages and a Gold Age of The Simpsons, and all those have different showrunners and different writers and different sets of people. Now, are we in one high? <laughs> probably not. But you know, it's been running for thirty years. Uh-huh. <laughs> so y- there are shows that can work without you know with a new showrunner new ideas you kind of it's kind of a weird mix of we understand the past we love the past but we need to move it into the future like you know sorry homer used to be born in the 60s but now we have to have him born in the 80s just because this is how the world works now and he has to love grunge when he's growing up instead of you know like whatever um and i think you know, that 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 is the the age old question about, you know, we're in in a world in which we have these kind of situations, which is kind of weird, to be honest with you. Like, can you imagine like Shakespeare, like being removed off of Hamlet or something like that? That's a really <laughs> weird reaction. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I've been talking for quite a lot, but I. I I'm I'm interested to come at this with clear eyes again uh new eyes because i haven't again i it i i remember there's a puppet episode and that's about it um and the things that i'm remembering of like new cast members are in the season after next so, uh season six season six yeah. so i definitely watched some then um because i do remember a little bit of um 
anyway, it doesn't really matter. Uh, the couple of different characters uh, that come up. But I, I, I think that, you know, this sent community down an interesting path. Um, t- taking Dan or removing Dan Harmon from the situation and then also bringing him back after the season put community in kind of a weird situation. And I think that, you know, this, the first three seasons are, you can look at our grades. We're mostly glowing about this show and that we're in a, in a situation where it's going to change. Um, probably, um, especially since Ben is kind of, uh, given us a, a preview of his grades for some fourth season episodes. Um, but you know, like I think, you know, you got to do what you got to do with the situation you've been given, and they probably made the best choice they could. Also, I do well, want to point out that the Russo brothers left to d- to direct Captain America, so that's kind of cool when you uh-huh. think about it. <clears throat> well, and so the the other thing too, and this is not so much a hot take as it is sort of like a a lukewarm take. It's okay. it's the take T- take it's, out it's your the take lukewarm you, you, you put your uh, your. Uh, uh, instant yeast into to make sure it blooms properly um but it's not gonna scald you uh i i too (laughs) i too uh learned to bake bread during the pandemic uh anyways so my my sort of tepid take too on this is that uh one of one of my favorite things that tv has done in the last since since community uh was on. I mean, there were shows doing Breaking Bad, I think was on at the time. Uh for example, but a lot more shows have started to do this thing where instead of being like uh what w- it's what I I keep calling the sort of uh um, traditional American TV model, which is like 22 episodes a season. Sure. As many seasons as you can possibly squeeze out of the network. Eventually they might squeeze you down to like 13 episode seasons of like eventually, you know, you know, you're, you're going to, you're going to get as many seasons out of it as you can. Right. And also look at the office, look at how I met your mother. Look at, I mean, they kept the office going after Michael fucking Scott left. That's fair. Um, yeah. It's like you, you get to a hundred episodes and we can get you to syndication and then we'll talk. So I, and, and I think one of the pitfalls of that, that old style was that I think it's hard. It's it's really hard. Not impossible, but I think it's really hard to have more than three good seasons of TV when you do that. Because I, I, I know a lot of people really look down on season four specifically because of the drama that happened behind it. But honestly, toward the end of season three, I'm like, man, like it's 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 really having to push for like sure bigger ideas and different things and trying to keep it fresh. Uh, I mentioned in uh, uh, pillows and blankets that like, that's the episode of the season that really like reinvigorates me for community. Cause season three has like this sort of lull where I'm kind of like, it's good. I'm not like, I'm, I'm not like, this is the, the most amazing show ever. And then we get that again. I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. They managed to do it again. But like, you know, if you look at if you look at a lot of TV shows uh, that do this sort of traditional American model, I feel like one of two things happens: either you start out kind of weak and you have one or two like okay seasons, and then you get really good, uh, like Parks and Rec, for example. Right. Seasons one and two, a like a lot of people hate season one. Season two's okay. Season three, when uh, Adam Scott shows up as as Ben Wyatt. Perfect. It's so good. Yeah. I love season three, but it takes time to get there. To the point where every time that I've ever suggested watching Parks and Rec, you could probably skip the first season because everything's not quite right yet. And mm-hmm. so if mm-hmm. even that is like such an interesting Amer- like American television kind of suggestion. Um, but then like uh, I, I had never seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which is another one of Sarah's favorite shows. So we watched that. Honestly, the first three seasons were great. And then season four happened. And I was like, I kind of hate this. <laughs> like right. season season four is rough. Like I I feel like I feel like really getting a good fourth season is really hard. And so even 
my my tepid take is that even if you keep Dan Harmon on the show, I don't know how successful season four was going to be. Um, Fair enough. Because That's a because you've you've choice. got your your amazing uh, three seasons. I'm not going to say that it's bad. I'm not going to be like, oh, it's The Office after. Uh, um, uh, what's the actor's name uh, for Michael Scott after Steve Carell leaves like that was rough I'm not going to say it's like season 9 of How I Met Your Mother which just made me want to pull my hair out oh my god um, we, can, we cannot do How I Met Your Mother I will be too angry but I, I think even the best shows that that do this like trying to get 22 episodes out every season just try to keep it going for as long like I think it just grows stale and I don't think it matters what show it is. Um, I think, and I think something like community builds on top of itself so much that it becomes this very unstable Jenga tower. And in this case, in this case, you have this sort of building this Jenga tower building up and then this wrecking ball of like, Oh, we've fired Dan Harmon just comes in and screws the whole thing over anyways. Sure. It doesn't change the fact that it's kind of, building up this kind of wonky Jenga tower. And so, so that's, that's sort of my tepid take, but I, I do, I do really love the thing that a lot of TV shows have done now uh, in, in the time since community was on air where it's like, we're going in, we're doing four or five seasons. Maybe we're doing 10 to 15 episodes a season and that's it. We get in, we tell the story, we get, we right. get out the good place Four fantastic seasons of television. Incredible work, yes. Um, You're the Worst, five incredible seasons of television. BoJack Horseman, six incredible seasons of television. But even then, like, BoJack starts hitting a point where you're just like, they got to end it now or else that tower's going to fall. And then they ended it great. But, like, every season right. I feel like you're just kind of building up Jenga Tower of, of TV. And so I, I love... I love the TV now that's kind of doing that. It's not that traditional American sitcom thing. Right. You kind of move into um, the, the British traditional where they, you have, you know, series and you have like 10 episodes a season and then you have two I mean, of them. The, the IT crowd uh, or the it crowd, as I've also heard it called, six episodes per series, four series, plus a like follow up movie. Right. <laughs> like, like that's it. That is. They're, they're tremendous. That is basically a single season of American TV. Right. Yeah. Can you imagine if you could press that? Can you imagine? Like, I know we've talked about it because, you know, Joel McHale was in it. But like, could you imagine if they had actually taken that IT sh- crowd America to a two series and how terrible it would have been? <laughs> even if they, even they would if have run through the entire first series of, uh-huh. of Britain and been like, well, I don't know. Uh huh. Now, now, what do we do? Make more jokes about Windows Vista? Hell yeah! yeah. Hell All yeah. right, cool. It would it um, would have turned into Big Bang Theory almost immediately. Uh huh. So, uh, so yeah, that that's sort of my tepid take is just. Uh, I guess I'll call that the Jenga Tower theory. Um, I think you're not wrong. To be honest with you, it's it's hard to kind of keep things afloat when you're, you know, you're right. This is very intricate, and you're kind of like putting things back in the tower. I totally agree. Anyways, uh, yeah, we got, I, I just kind of wanted to get a little bit ahead of season four. And then we talked quite a bit about the workings. Of, I think we talked more about community <laughs> in our in our Good Morning Greendale Nights episode, which is usually us just faffing around. <laughs> I think we've talked more about community in this one episode than we've talked about it in any single other episode we have done. God, we're great at this. We're we're very good. Um, <laughs> it, it was a, it was a discussion that we've been aching to have. Clearly, well, and you know, because I th- I think the thing is, if you are if if you are a podcaster starting out, uh, and and like you're starting up a new podcast, uh, and you're like, I want to do one about the TV show Community, you are going to have to get to a point where you talk about season four. <laughs> that's fair that's like, a true statement uh because like we you know we did futurama last time and like you hit a point where it's like okay we got to talk about the movies now 
the movies were not as good as the the first four seasons. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, which, by the way, my Jenga Tower theory holds true there too. I think because season one was was all right. Uh, production seasons two through four, fantastic television. Glorious television. Agreed. Again, you get three absolutely <laughs> stunning seasons of TV right. out of it. And then the first season is kind of wonky. The movies are kind of wonky. The return series kind of wonky. The new Hulu series, probably kind of wonky. Probably um, kind of wonky. I'm 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 happy that we're admitting this before we actually have to talk about it. Because it's gonna be a little uh-huh. wonky. Even so, if it has um, everybody, even if it has David X. Cohen, even if it has Matt Groening, like it's all going to be a little it's, bit. It's wonky. going to be a little wonky because because you you knock over that Jenga tower and you now you're building a new Jenga tower. Even right. if it's even if it's on the same table that you built that Jenga tower on before, you've got the same people playing the same game. It's a new Jenga tower. Right. Like it's it's a whole new bag. You know, we talked about it on Futurama. Because because the the return movies and the return series were ju- they just did not hold up as well. They right. weren't bad, but they did not hold up as well. But there was there was also not the insane amount of drama uh, that season four has. Um, uh, season four of Community has. Um, right. It was just. Fox didn't like it, so they canceled it, and now we're making movies. Oh, the movies happened, and we got. We got really popular on Adult Swim syndication, so we're we're coming back uh, on cart on uh, Comedy Central, of all things. Like, um, you know, it, it didn't have that same drama, and so I right. I feel like, you know, I I didn't I wasn't nervous about getting to the movies uh, in Futurama the same way that I I have been nervous since we decided to do Community. Uh, that, you know, one of these days, like, we're going to have to do this conversation. It was, it was pretty much, uh, I'm nervous about doing a community podcast because I have to talk about the thing I talked about in last episode, like the, the, the thing, the Abed thing that I really hate that they did that I'm not looking forward to talking about. And then I'm not, I'm, I'm dreading kind of talking about season four because of its notoriety. Um, and I didn't have that with Futurama. I do have that here, uh, which is why all that to say, uh, I think it's worth talking about now as we as we uh, prepare to talk about season four. Yeah, as we about to take the plunge. I do want to uh, apologize. I did not realize it was causing you this much anxiety. <laughs> well, I mean, it's well, I mean, I mean it, I, I, I'm I'm being facetious, of course. Uh, but seriously, like, you know, like I didn't realize that that those things were like to the point of nerve. You know, I was just like, I mean, it's it wasn't exactly keeping me up at night, but, you know. OK, good. That's <clears> what I the, I just want to make sure that my co-host Ben is sleeping well. I mean, you know, going back to going back to, to the idea of like the, the Twitter discourse, I and I, I don't want to get too deep into the Star Wars discourse or anything. Oh, boy. That's the place we need to go right now. But when I was a kid, I loved Star Wars. Like, I was I was that kid that you knew at school who was just like, ah, oh, he's just fucking obsessed with Star Wars. And, sure. Um, you know, I, I, I loved it. I uh, watched a million times. I, you know... Uh, I, I was I I had a, a fucking book of like extended universe characters. I was just like, here's the history of uh, uh, Max Rebo, the famous jizz oh, whaler. Of course, who doesn't love the <laughs> famous jizz whaler? Which, uh, if people don't know what I'm talking about, uh, instead of jazz in the Star Wars universe, they play a brand of music, a genre of music called jizz. And people who play jizz are called jizz whalers, like the Max Rebo band. I feel like if they're listening to us, you know, maybe I'm making an assumption, but if they're listening to us, they've definitely heard other podcasts making fun of the The, fact that it's called jizz. The only Star Wars discourse I really want to be a part of is talking about jizz uh, and jizz whalers. So this is why you've got Ring My Bell. And our uh, Patreon bonus about talking about Warren G. Harding's dick. Um... So, That's true. yep, Mount Jerry. 
if uh so yeah i i i loved star wars when i was a kid and like i i enjoyed uh i enjoyed the 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 new movies uh for what i mean i have opinions on them that i'm not gonna really get into here but um overall i enjoyed them and in general i do not use the phrase star wars on twitter because here in the year 2022 which uh, I think The Last Jedi came out in 2017, I want to say. That feels right. So that's five years later. Five years later, if you if you use the word Star Wars on the internet, some chud will show up to be like, I fucking hated The Last Jedi. I can't believe what he did. Like, it's it's a lot. Yeah. Right. Fandom fandom has kind of become this this all encompassing thing and so it's not that i was like nervous about uh my own like i have my opinions on season four just like i have my opinions on the last jedi my my worry uh was that entering the sort of uh level of fandom where you do a podcast about a show and then showing up and being like, here's why I agree with most of the rest of the fandom. It's it's it can be rough uh, sometimes. Sure. I mean, we we got uh, we got a lot of uh, flack on Back to the Futurama because I don't like Zap Brannigan as a character. Like he has a lot of he has a lot of uh, funny lines for mm. sure. Absolutely. Um, he also has an entire episode where he is uh, fabricating an entire situation to try to sleep with Leela that is uh, basically like sexual assault. Yes. And I hold issue with that. The number of times people were like, oh, I don't even think these guys like Futurama because they they keep bad mouthing Zap Brand again. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to badmouth someone who's who lies about the destruction of earth to try to bang somebody like uh, right. yeah that's, that <laughs> seems like oh man i love that character that loves to just you know completely gaslight one of its main characters one one time i looked up uh on the futurama reddit uh there someone was like hey does anyone have a futurama podcast they like and someone was like yeah i was listening to back to the futurama and like I thought it was pretty good, but honestly, like, they just make it so that, like, they just drive it home that, like, they feel like if you like Zap Brannigan, you're an idiot. And I was like, when did we ever say that? (laughs) Zap Brannigan has a lot of funny lines that are some of Futurama's biggest, like, moments. But also, there's a whole episode where he lies about the destruction of Earth to try to bang somebody. And I have issue with that. And that's what I said. And so... My nerves about talking about season four, uh, and and my my own opinions on on what season four is or is not, kind of comes from that because when you gotcha. start doing a podcast about a thing, you Meaning are you are basically you are yelling into a microphone and posting it for the internet to read. Right, right. <laughs> you know? It is it is the exact opposite of the reason why I don't use the words Star Wars on my Twitter account. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and i'm i'm signing up for this now so but we're so yeah, signing it's not, up it's, together so it's not like i wasn't losing sleep at night but it was like oh man like you know one of when we were thinking about what to talk about for our, our for this podcast uh i was like i mean i mean we but we had talked about starting a community podcast and i was like i mean that would be great but in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, I'm going to have to talk about season four eventually. And now we're here. So we did it. We made it to the point where we knew we were going to be. Uh, is there anything else that you want to talk about on this Good Morning Greendale Nights that was ostensibly not going to be specifically <laughs> about community? And then we have accidentally talked about almost nothing but community and whether or not chickens can kill an elephant. Right. We d- don't forget about the chickens and the elephant. Very important. I do love the fact about, you know, we often tell people like when we're talking about this podcast that it's a community podcast, but we really don't talk about community all that much. 
Um, and then the one time the shackles are removed <laughs> and we can talk about whatever we want to, we talk about community for an hour. This show mm-hmm. rules. Mm-hmm. I love this show. <laughs> Um, I mean, like I've been playing, uh, I, I started Disco Elysium, uh, which is, uh, interesting. Oh, nice. Nice. Um, I didn't get very far until I failed a roll to jump across, uh, a couple of rooftops, which literally caused my cop to, uh, lose all morale and quit the service. And that was game <laughs> over. Um, and I didn't even get to anything. Um, so that was a fun little moment. It's like heal now. I'm like I don't know what to do. I've 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 been playing this game for like ten. I've died. I he left the he left the cops. Like I don't know what to do now. Oh, I'm back at the main screen. So yeah, it's going great over here. Okay. <laughs> um, I started playing Horizon Forbidden West because okay. it came out uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I haven't played a whole lot because of just other things taking up my time um also i've just been uh with recent global political geopolitical events i've been like i need something that i don't have to pay super close attention to so i also just started playing uh celeste again which i know for a lot of people it's like wait you don't have to pay attention to that and i've played it i've just played it so many times that I'm like, like I do pay attention to it, but um, I'd, it's not like new information being blasted at me, right. like like a new game. So yeah, um, I think so that's, that's been, a better way to describe it. As a, you know, like I could go back to one of my like, like I could go play Madden. And I know exactly what to do, but it's not. I don't have to like think about it. It's just happening. Right. Right. Um. So those are the two things that I've kind of been playing. Uh. Here and there is mm-hmm. uh Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, which by the way is looks fucking phenomenal on a PS5. Like I, I, I got my PS5 last summer and I was like, I was mostly playing PS4 games that I kind of had, uh, skipped by not having a PS4. I'm like, yeah, I mean, it, it looks good. I can't believe I had to fucking fight a million internet people and mm. bots, uh, crawling over the, all the bots just to get one of these things. And I mean, it looks fine. Now that I'm playing uh, the like PS5 release of uh, Horizon Forbidden West, I'm just like, oh my god! Like, mm-hmm. this and is you'd so be good. Like, I'd fight him again. This is yeah. This is so good. Like, <laughs> it looks it looks so good. The people in it look so realistic, and I know it's all like motion capture and all of that sure. that really like sells it. But like, even just like the facial expressions and. The voice acting, I'm just like, there have been a couple of characters where I'm like, you need a hug and I would like to hug you because you, I just, I feel, I feel so, so much for you, my guy. And I, and then I was like, oh, this is literally, this is literally polygons uh, yeah. rendered onto a screen. Um, it's just that they're rendered beautifully in stunning 4K HDR. So. Exactly. Um, other games uh, that I feel like you need to know that I've been playing. One is called Taiko no, no Tatsujin, the Drum Master. It is a Japanese uh, rhythm game uh, where you hit a drum. I love it very much. I've been playing it daily for over a month. Um, it feels good. It it it. Uh, also, I played Immortals: Phoenix Rising, which is mm-hmm. a, a Ubisoft game. Similar I've heard to, that's pretty good. Uh, it it is. I I very much enjoyed it. I finished it. Um, I uh, it it's very much. Uh, if you like Breath of the Wild, boy, this is more of that. <laughs> I did like Breath of the Wild. So um, I, I I mean I don't think it's as good as Breath of the Wild, but it is certainly of the same feel. Um, and boy, do you if you like uh, uh Greek myth, probably interesting to you. Uh. But yeah, those are the two I've been mostly playing. Um, and then I started playing Grid Legends because it came out on uh, EA's kind of like 10 hour preview. Um, I like racing games, so I'm just going to race. And I love that. <laughs> so those are those are what I'm playing. A Japanese drumming game. <laughs> a Greek, a, a Greek myth inspired Breath of the Wild. And then racing. Excellent. 
Uh, you know, I, pre- pre- that kind of describes me pretty well, actually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just just going in all directions at once. Yep. No, that sounds about right. Um, I've just been playing those two things pretty much. Um, Makes sense. And watching way too much YouTube and also started getting a little bit into watching people on Twitch finally for the first time. All right. Um, <laughs> I've always been like, yeah, like I've streamed on Twitch now and then. But I'm always like, yeah, I don't know if I I'm like interested in watching people. Uh, but I started watching uh, uh, some Kaizo Mario runs, uh, which is that's how they always wild. get you. Um, always get you. Uh huh. That's how they get you. Um, plus, uh, so I've I've been. Uh, I guess it's weird to shout out here, but I've been watching uh, the Space Vixen on on Twitch because she does she does Kaizo runs about half the time but she also is going through and playing a bunch of like snes games that she's Ooh, never played before nice. so she did like Mega Man x which i love and she did the legend of zelda link to the past which i oh, love yeah, of course and she she's doing donkey kong country now oh, hell yeah. um so like i'm like cool yeah no i'll tune in for like half kaizo mario half retro games that i love um so i guess that's my shout out uh she's not sponsored this channel but I guess go go. This check is also her out. not a channel. Um, so uh, yeah, that's basically what I've been doing. Um, good times. Yeah, good times. We've been um, trying to uh, enjoy life through the apocalypse. Yes, uh, and we have feelings about community. Damn it, we we do. This is all true. Um, I think that's about all we got for this episode, though. I don't think there's much else to talk about. Um, that, so that that doesn't touch more on the apocalypse. Uh huh. So uh, yeah, if uh, if you want to talk to us about season four, uh, if you have mm-hmm. feelings, if you have your own hot takes or tepid takes or cold takes or whatever on season four, even you if you do- microwave them, we want to hear them. Uh huh. If you've microwaved some some takes and now they're like the the outside is like too hot to eat, but the middle is still cold inside. If you want to send us those takes, you know whatever. Um, but you can do that you know, on Twitter. <laughs> like you know whatever. <laughs> um, you can do that by uh sen- on you can do that on Twitter by sending us a message at Good Greendale. You can find us on the internet at goodmorninggreendale.com. There's a link to send us an email, and uh, we will uh, perhaps read it on the show. Um, so you can do that. Uh, we are on Patreon, but honestly, I'm not gonna, um, I'm not gonna push that too hard. There's, there's a lot going on in the world. If you're mm-hmm. if you're on the fence about supporting us or like donating to uh, efforts to help the humanitarian crisis going on in, in Ukraine right mm-hmm. now, uh, do the latter. Uh, if you send us if you send us a, a screenshot of of you donating to something like that, we'll 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 mm-hmm. get you some Patreon content uh, anyways, mm-hmm. um, because that's a better use of your money than giving yes. it to us. So uh, the humanitarian effort in Ukraine uh supporting tr- uh trans kids in yep. the south yep. that's important as well you yep. know uh, uh uh supporting people that need the support i think that we are two windbags talking about community on a podcast we for are- once <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for once um, we we are fine uh but we there are vulnerable people out there that need your support so uh we we will we will understand and we 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 support that choice and i think you know i uh i i support the trevor project things like that so definitely find find those places that you can support and help the vulnerable among us so that we can you know move a, move forward a little bit better as humanity yep uh this this podcast good morning greendale says trans rights and uh also yes, indeed. Uh, uh, we support Ukraine and, uh, if you want to give to either of those causes, uh, that's do, do, do that, do that instead of giving us the money. Um, we'll, we'll still get you into like a live show or whatever. Like just send us that, send us that screenshot. Uh, we'll, we'll do that. And, um, in, until next time when we, we, uh, 
talk about season four, um, you know, stay, stay safe and, and healthy. And, um, you know, if you are affected by what's going on in Ukraine or if you're affected by uh, anti-trans leg- legislation mm-hmm. in, in Texas or anywhere else in the country, um, you know, we we uh, we we hope you're we're, we, we hope that you're doing um, doing OK. And uh, yeah, and we hope um, that this conversation about specifically only community this week or once. Uh, put a smile on your face. I can't believe we spent the whole episode talking I know, about community. I was not expecting it at all. <laughs> but we we love you and we hope we put a smile on your face through this uh discussion, I guess. Uh until then, until we talk season season 4 uh is coming up. We're doing it. And man, we're we're going to we're going to cook through the rest of this series by the way, Mike. All the all the remaining seasons only have 13 episodes. Well, so. we got to hurry it up and get back to Futurama when that's ready to go. It's it's a whole thing. Um, until then, uh, I'm Ben, and I'm Mike. I, I wish, wish you luck. luck.